Hello and welcome to the Losing and Finding Things podcast. This podcast is centered around losing the old while finding the new, creating positive changes within your life to become the person you most desire. The Losing and Finding Things podcast has solo episodes as well as meaningful conversations with different various guests within my world, as well as lighthearted conversations around different issues which sit on my heart. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Losing and Finding Things podcast, where we actually have a guest, which I really enjoyed the conversation that me and her had. Um, Her name is Aisha Ram, and I know her through school, and I wanted to get her on the podcast because... Um, she has a very positive influence on social media, talking about um, various different issues, um, and she also has a YouTube channel which she primarily focuses on, and we talk about in this episode things, self-development, life, love, and a few issues going on in the world and just society as a whole at this point in time. So yes, um, I hope you really enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow her socials, which I will leave in the show notes as well. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it with her. Thank you so much for tuning in. Unfortunately, we did have a few technical issues, which you will hear in the audio, but halfway through it amends itself. So just keep that in mind and apologies, just trying to get all these microphone issues working. Hey guys, welcome back. This is a super exciting episode because we have my first guest, um, that is Aisha. Hey. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm here with Aisha and... Me and her, that's not her grammatically and correct, correct. <laughs> her um, and I. Aisha and I went to school together, um, high school together, and I think we've just stayed connected on social media and just like seen what each other is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Aisha is a very impi- opinionated and passionate <laughs> person, um, and it's always so good to have people like that on your feed, and it's always very refreshing seeing people living up to their truth and their power so um i wanted to get her on the podcast today because i feel like we'd have a lot to talk about and um i guess our own opinions as well Mm -hmm. um and hopefully i can learn something off her as well yeah definitely Um, so i guess just to get started um what is one thing that you've lost and found this week um you know what this may sound really, really corny and cheesy, but it's a, it's a really crazy experience I had just recently, and I feel like I've recently found God. Mm-hmm. Um, I was quite religious back in the day, um, and then I sort of, you know, I wasn't sure whether God was real or not, and I asked a couple of questions. I put it out into the universe, and I got those answers. Um, so I can definitely hand on heart genuinely say that it would be God that's 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 very interesting that you put um I guess God and a spiritual um because you were like I'm gonna ask the universe but you kept God as a separate entity because like when I think of spirituality like I feel like I'm a spiritual person I do believe in God but I don't um I don't live by it as such 
my god, this is going deep already. I know. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, it was nice that you put, I guess, spirituality and God in the same um, sentence, really. So, but yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so, why do you think you just drifted away from, I guess, God as such? Like, it just wasn't a priority, um, or I think I. I tried to make it a priority, but I think it was more, you know, feeling the pressures from other people and, you know, other people telling me that, you know, like your friends are so high up in whatever they're doing. They've got degrees and all that. And I just felt like crap because like it was, it was constantly just like, well, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? And I just, I just got into this really deep state of almost like a depressive state where I just didn't understand why things were happening to me in that sense. Um, Because I know I'm quite ambitious and I'm quite driven, but why was I feeling so down? And And I realized it was because I was listening to other people more and trying to go to, you know, like meet society requirements when I needed to look within myself rather than the external noise. Um, and so I think that's where I lost the connection with God because I just kept asking, why me, why me, why me, rather than looking at the problem, which was me, and the solution was within me also. So, yeah. I guess um, so the audience can get to know you a bit better. Um, tell us, like, your, your who, your what, your when, your where and your why, just however you want to describe yourself. Well, um, I definitely say that I'm, yes, like you said, quite opinionated, uh, but in the right, right way, right ways possible, definitely. because I like to sort of get, I like perspective and I like to see how other people, you know, think pretty much. Uh, but I definitely say I was an introvert. I'm now definitely an extrovert. I love talking to people. Um, you know, I, I have a YouTube channel, which is what defines me. You yes, know, this yes. is my career right now. This is doing what I love. Um, I'm 26, almost 26, actually, next month. Um, yeah, and, I, and I'm just, I'm a strong believer in people can do whatever they set their minds to. And people are a lot more powerful than they think. So I'm, I'm just here to encourage people to do the best that they can for themselves. Yeah, totally. I think that's pretty much the main, always been the main purpose of, I guess, when I started my Instagram like three years ago um, for losing and finding things. I just wanted to share and kind of like spark change in other people and, yeah, be a positive influence in their feed. Um, and it's what, and I'm, I'm sure you get it as well, but it's always good to get good feedback of people. Like when you share something, they're like, oh my God. like 100%. That's, like that's so, that's, that's like, that's all I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about a money thing. It's about like our, when we speak our truth, it's so much more powerful than getting something sponsored. 100%. It's, it's more like a spiritual thing, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. So where are you from originally? So I was born in England. Um... And then I moved to Australia when I was about eight or nine, so in 2003. Um, But my background is Fijian Indian. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? From everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, 
so I guess we're going to go back to a little bit about your childhood, like see what happened, um, not what happened, but like just how you were as a kid, because I feel like that impacts us in our futures um, forever in one way or yeah. another. So um, I guess from what you can remember, um, what is your most memorable moment of your childhood? Wow, um, this is going back like when I was in yeah. living in England. Yeah. Um, you know, back then we didn't have technology, like we didn't have the iPads or, you know, all of this stuff. It was honestly just playing outside with my, my cousins actually used to live two doors down. So we would just um, gather everyone together, all the friends in the neighborhood, and we would just play soccer. You know, we would just play like outside games and be out till our parents would be tired from telling us to come in and mm -hmm. have dinner. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, it would definitely just be like being out and about and just enjoying people's um, company rather than just like sticking to games on PlayStation or an iPad or, so, you know, something like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just sitting here like nodding my head because <laughs> I completely agree. Like yeah. I miss that so much. I feel like that was such a different world without our phones, but like it's such an easy, um, an easy, um, what's the word, like... It's an easy, I guess it's just an easy thing to get addicted to. And oh, yeah. Like, even though it has can have such positive aspects to it, like, through social media, it also has the downside. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I would agree. I miss just not having that in my life and using a home phone. Yeah, oh, God, I don't think I've picked up my home phone in years. I don't think, I don't think mine's connected. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so I guess in, a, like, a broader aspect, what was your childhood like? Um, I was definitely a very confident child. I would talk to anyone and everyone. And I got into trouble quite a few times as well from my dad saying you should not be talking to strangers. Um, but my childhood, honestly, I can't thank my parents enough for giving me that freedom of just being able to express myself and you know anything I ever said was never suppressed I was able to say what I wanted um obviously I was disciplined like I wasn't you know some hooligan yeah. but um yeah I I just all I can think is when I think about my childhood it was just fun yeah. I just had fun I would go on bike rides I I learned how to ride a bike really late in my life um so I really remember learning oh, <laughs> I was about maybe 12 <laughs> Um, and by then, like, kids are good on bikes, but it took me a while. Um, yeah, it was, it, it, you know, the school that I went to, everyone was Indian. So, you know, we all just related on the same level. Um, school was fun. It was just, it was like a really, when I think about it, it's like a bright environment. It was just so energetic and exciting. And if I could give every child that sort of feeling, I definitely would. You know, I was, I was around my grandparents, around my cousins. So I got to really spend that quality time with them, you know, because you never know. Life's too short. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What, what frustrated, like looking back on it now, what mm. frustrated you the most about school? Um, I don't think anything really frustrated me while I was in England. It was more when I moved to Australia. It was... Um, how long, so when, how long were you in England for and then when did you come to Australia? Um, so I was in England for about eight or nine years and then I came to Australia and I noticed straight away the um, cultural differences. Mm. Um, you know, when I moved here, it was, a lot of people weren't really used to 
Indian kids. Um, and, you know, even in primary school, I remember there were quite a few racial slurs. But I, I, I didn't really give into it. Like, I didn't really listen to it that much. Um, but it was more in high school where I realized the toxic mentality of students, where they just want to be part of the popular group. Um, and, you know, even without social media, kids are already developing that sort of mentality where they're comparing themselves to other people. And I, like, I never understood that. When I was in school, I remember I just wanted to be everyone's friend. It wasn't about popularity. I just wanted everyone to feel good. And, you know, uh, but, you know, every kid just wanted to be part of that popularity you know, the popular group. And I do remember for a little while, I wanted to be that as well. Um, but I, I just thought, no, nah, it's better to be everyone's friends rather than everyone being scared of you or, you know, watching what they say around you. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. think with high like touching back on like the racial stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like back then, like in high school, no one had filters and like everyone was calling each other like sluts. Yes. Just... There was no filter and um, it was like a normality to be, um, almost have a disrespectful, descriptive word of other people. 100%. And it's good now that people are more aware, like you see lots of, um, I guess, influencers as such and they've got tweets back from like six, seven years ago and they've come back and like, um, resurfaced mm-hmm. and then they have to apologise yes. for something they've done seven years ago which is it, that was the normal back then and it, it's good that society now is a lot more like um, open minded in a sense yeah, yeah. open minded and res- more respectful in some way I feel like there's still a lot of work to be done mm-hmm. um, like in regards to racism as well like I think even just around like terrorist attacks and um, bad things within the world, we can te- um, the media tends to transition towards, um, I guess, a more racial side of yeah. like, this is this is this like straight away, mm-hmm. like which is just that's I guess that's the media doing their job or whatever. But I feel like it's definitely in a different spot to when we were in school. Yep, which is good, and um, I, even I feel like. Feminism has picked up a lot more in society and people are more cautious of that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, like, interesting. Yeah, for sure. I guess just to go into a bit more of, like, a self-development, spiritual side of things for yourself Mm -hmm. that you can share, um, what would you say is your life mantra? Um, I actually have it tattooed on me and um, it's it's on my back um, and it says, the greatest prayer is patience. And, um, you know, even before I got this tattoo, I had no patience. I just wanted things right then and there. And I realized, you know, especially success takes time. It's not an overnight thing. Um, And just with everything, you know, if you um, are trying to lose weight, you're not going to wake up and you've lost 10 kilos. It's going to take time. Sometimes it takes people a year or two to lose that weight. Um, so yeah, that would definitely, patience is seriously what keeps you motivated and determined. When did you, when did you get the tattoo? Oh, I got it, um, oh, maybe about four years ago and I actually saw it on Tumblr and it just, I was like, what? Um, and I, 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 you know, I slept on it for a bit thinking, okay, is this something I really want on my body forever? And I thought, you know what? It's helped me 
hell yeah, I'm going to have it tattooed on me. So I got it tattooed. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It actually, like, makes it, like, even you just mentioning, mentioning Tumblr, like, do you remember, I used to be obsessed with, like, Bebo and Oh, MySpace. gosh, yeah. Like, I guess there was a social media aspect, like, back in school. Yeah. And, like, I remember I used to get so cut when I didn't have another best friend on Bebo. I know. <laughs> it's, like, the other half thing. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh, no. Activity lights you up the most? Um, okay, so recently it's been exercising. I'm on like a uh, weight loss sort of journey. Um, Are you filming it? I sort of am. You know, I've 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 already filmed um, something and I put it already on my uh, uh, YouTube channel. But at the moment, it's like it just gives me life. You know, I put on a lot of weight because I suffer from a. Um, a condition called polycystic ovaries. So it really, the symptoms are that you just gain weight like so quickly. And I just thought, you know what? I really need to do something about this because you're more prone to getting diabetes. So exercising half an hour a day, it just motivates me so, so much. It just, that sweat, when you feel the sweat (laughs) dripping off your body, it just makes you feel so, so alive. I actually (laughs) cannot sweat. Like what? I very rarely sweat during a workout. Like it's it's so bizarre. Like I've always been like that. Like the only time I'll really sweat if I'm like on in a forty degree day or like I it's so weird. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that. <laughs> wow. So weird. Even Maybe when you're I'm doing cardio. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta, you gotta really get into it. But you know what? I sweat really easily. I guess there's some people. It's yeah, just not I like that for so. them. Yeah. Um. Do you train in the morning or in the night? Um. It just depends on my schedule that day. Like if I feel like I'm, I don't try to push myself if I don't feel like doing it right then and there. Um. You know, I'll just go on with my day to day stuff. But usually, I train in the afternoon. I train at home. So I have sort of like a half home gym in my garage. So I just, I just train there really yeah well I guess if we're talking about fitness what would you say is I guess your morning and night routine or what are the few things you like to do um quite regularly um the first thing I do when I wake up is I do yoga so I do like 10 minutes of yoga very very light yoga just to sort of get me grounded for the day um and then I have my breakfast I plan out. I plan out my day sort of in advance, so the d- the day before. So yeah, I'll have my breakfast and then I'll journal a little bit, um, or I'll read, you know, a page of a very motivational sort of book, and then I'll get get straight into my YouTube things. So I'll either film or finish editing that sort of thing, and then at night time, I generally like to not be on social media. I get too carried away. I'm sure a lot of people do the same thing. Um, But yeah, I try to watch more motivating videos at nighttime because everyone probably goes through this is where your mind just runs 100 miles an hour at night. So you're thinking of all these things. So if you just watch something that's really good for you mentally, I think it just even puts you at a more calm state when you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I try to do that. And um, I pray before I go to sleep as well. I, I do my skincare routine as well, which I recently just got into. And um, yeah, I I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> who would you say? Who would you say is your biggest inspiration? 
Um, for sure, there's a rapper called Russ, and I don't think a lot of people actually know who he is. No, I don't know. Um, but he is, he's probably changed my life after reading a book that he came out with. It's called It's All In Your Head. Um, and he, he literally came from zero to 100, and it took him years. Um, and he's just so influential. Like, he... He motivates you into doing things that you think is not possible. And he's the reason why I've decided to do my YouTube. Because in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get anywhere. And then he just blew my mind with the way that he talks. Because he's not signed to a label or anything like that. He's done it all himself. Mm-hmm. So he, he says, if I've done it, you can do it. So... Yeah, I would definitely encourage people into reading that book if you're looking for some kind of influence or inspiration or motivation because it's just flipped my life around 180 for sure. I guess um, just because you're such a, um opinionated person, that, that sounded weird, but like, you know what I mean? Yes, like you're yes. an opinionated person. <laughs> if in the world right now you could implement anything, what would it be? I mean, there's so many answers to that question, but I, I would I would change the way that people treat each other. You know, I just think there's a lot of people who think that they're superior, <clears throat> and then there's a lot of people that think that they're inferior, but I don't think people realise that we're all the same, we're all in this together. And, you know, just some of the hate that you see online and the, and the way people talk to each other... And just the way that people treat each other, like, you know, not just, you know, issues like racism or things like that, just in general, day to day, like, you know, smile at people, say hi to people, that sort of thing. And those things are so rare sometimes. Just just be kind. Mm -hmm. That's 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 one thing that I would definitely change in a heartbeat for sure. I think that um, I think people in our generation are a bit more, I guess. Um, open to the open a lot more open-minded but I guess like I feel like when I look at the older generations they're just so like they can be such nasty people yeah so selfish and I mostly notice when I'm walking around a shopping center I like never go to the shops if I do I go to Woolies and like usually it's Woolworths Mm. I try and avoid shopping centers just because I hate being around people like because Nine, most of them are just such like a bad a bad vibe really mm. and um yeah I notice when I'm walking around with like older people yeah it's like really sad that they grew up that way I don't know what like I don't know I think it's that they they were taught to live life in a certain structure whereas we're in that generation like like yourself and me I I think we know what it was like to be, you know, in our parents' generation before that. And then part of the sort of new, like, millennials, if they, you know, that's what they call it. Because, yeah, they, they live their life in such a structure, whereas we are sort of doing what we want. And they're sort of looking at us like, what are you doing? That's not how you're supposed to do it. Um, and just, just in general, like, I, I just think that people in general just... They, they put their life issues on other people, like they take it out on other people. And I just think if everyone was a little bit kinder, 
it would be the world would be such a better place to live in as cliche as it sounds it's so so true you know yeah totally and i feel like our generation has a lot more freedom to i guess move around career wise yes. and literally do whatever we want in that moment exactly um and i feel like then you had to be in a company for 30 years and that was the normality and you'd have to do the nine to five mm-hmm. and um now i feel like a lot more people our age are you know using social media and working from home and um just yeah so much more freedom and you f- and if you're like oh i don't want to do this anymore you can just like not <laughs> yeah exactly i guess with me touching on that um so um you recently left your nine to five job mm-hmm. um i guess what was the process around that and how long were you sitting on the decision for i was sitting on the decision the minute i got the job <laughs> yeah so it's so how long how long before that was I, oh i was i was in the job for about a year um but in a way i didn't know which direction i wanted to take so what kind of job was it it was it was just a normal admin sort of job uh business corporate environment that sort of thing and I was okay. I was okay with it for a little while and it was only going to be a very short term thing. I, I decided to stay there for a year and I just saw the way that everyone was, you know, in the office, you would walk past people and it's just, it was just very robotic in my eyes. And I just thought, you know, people were just waiting for Friday and waiting for the weekend. And I thought, this is not the way to live. You're literally wishing your life away for that two days at the end of the week mm. and then I then I started thinking about what I really wanted to do and whether that would make me happier than just settling and yes that's I think I think it was towards the eight month mark while I was there where I realized okay in a couple months I'm gonna quit when I make the savings that I need to um to that I can just live off for the for the next six months or whatever that's what I'm going to do. And then I, as soon as I got that savings, I gave my resignation and I was like, yep, peace out. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) It was honestly one of the most liberating feelings. I was going to say that would have been the best moment. Yeah. And I think when you have that measurable goal as well for saving up and then you're like, I can just leave. Like, you're just like, wow, that made it all worthwhile. Exactly. Mm. So, what are you doing with yourself now then that you're not, are you, are you making any sort of money? What are you doing with your time? Um, at the moment, so what I'm doing is, like I mentioned before, I'm doing my YouTube and I'm just putting my 100% into that right now. And the, good, the great thing with YouTube is that you're not really, you don't have to invest any money into it. So the savings that, I've, that I was saving up for a year being at that job, that's what I'm living, living with right now. And I'm okay with it because I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So um, eventually, you know, I want to branch out and have my own business. But at the moment, YouTube is my priority. And that is what I'm looking, you know, just trying to really focus on that and build my following and build my sort of profile with my videos. So trying to, you know, get the good quality videos out there and that sort of thing. And I'm absolutely loving it. Um, what would, what would you say your why is with your YouTube channel? The reason? Yeah. Like why are you doing it? 
the the reason I'm doing it is because I, I do a lot of true crime cases on my channel which revolve around domestic violence. And as a lot of people would know, domestic violence is one of the biggest issues globally right now, not just in Australia. And I just feel like the media doesn't put enough emphasis or attention into that topic. And then people sort of turn a blind eye and think that it's not happening. But in fact, it happens to about one in four women. So, um, and not just women, men as well. And I just thought I would do, I would talk about cases that revolved around these types of issues. And the reason why I've done it is because I want to create awareness for these things and reduce the number. Every year, the numbers are increasing with how many people are being murdered by their partners. And so that's, that's one thing I want to create is more awareness and also just giving people tips because I've been through that dark phase you know and there's people out there that don't ask for the help and that's that's sort of what I want to do as well is also help people into fulfilling their potential so those are probably the two reasons why I'm doing yeah. my YouTube yeah no I feel like even of recently with the NRL player and the wife yes. like it just completely brought it up I like Australia wide and like it was just like you really don't hear about it on the news you really mm. don't and like that was the first time in a long time I'd hear about it but would we have even heard about it if he was on wasn't an exactly. NRL player exactly. probably not that's right which is like ridiculous because she was literally burned alive in her car mm -hmm. with her kids yeah and yeah I yeah it's um it's so sad and, like, I don't really know how prominent it is, like, within Australia because I guess it's not really, like, something I really look up every day or anything yeah. like that. And it's not on the news, so I don't see it, but... um. Yeah, that's the thing, like, even if it was on the news and, and it, you know, pe people don't realise that your friend could be going through it and they haven't even said anything. Like one of my friends actually recently just told me that she experienced domestic violence. And, you know, no one even knows. They just put a smile on their face and they turn up to whatever event they've gotten invited to. And, you know, you ask about their partner. I'm like, yeah, they're good, you know, whatever. And you just don't know. You absolutely don't know what what anyone's going through. What is What is your biggest irritation of the digital age? I think... The biggest irritation is, look, social media and that sort of thing is actually, pre it's a pretty powerful tool, right? Like everyone knows this, but it can be powerful, meaning bad or good. And I just think the biggest frustration that I have is how people use it to compare their lives with other people. And mm -hmm. it's just something that is so toxic to people like you, you'll just be scrolling and even subconsciously you'll be thinking like, I wish my life was like this. I wish I had this. I wish I had the money or, or the fame or the success that this person has a spiritual growth that this person has. Um, and just, just without even realizing it, you've dug yourself a hole and you're in this really dark space. And I think that's the frustrating part is that people don't realize that they're being so toxic to themselves. And I think if you're able to look at social media 
because you can literally look at it wherever you are and your bed is sitting on the toilet like wherever <laughs> wherever you are you know if you if you're constantly surrounding yourself if you're following people that you have a bad feeling about that's all you're gonna get so that's why like it's really important to just follow people that motivate you and don't make you feel like you're you're like worth nothing so I think that would be definitely one of my biggest frustrations. I th- so one thing for me, I do um, at the end of sing- every single month, I do a bit of like a reflection, like because I'm I'd set a lot of goals for myself because I have so much to fucking keep track of. Yes. I know I just swore, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so I do like a reflection at the end of the month, and I also do a social media cull. So I go through all my Instagram accounts and I'm like, does this align with me anymore? Do I want to see this person from high school anymore? Wow. Like, every, and I usually unfollow like 50 people. Yeah. And it's a cleanse. It's, a, it's, it's an actual cleanse. It's so yeah. good. So I definitely recommend it. Mm. Um, and then when, yeah. And I feel like if I compare, if I see myself, com- if I see myself comparing myself to someone like every time they're on my feed, I'll probably just unfollow them. Like, yeah, exactly. as well. Um, exactly. And I feel like um, with like the toxicity of social media, I feel that people, because you do usually only see like the highlights, maybe they're working through stuff internally exactly. and they're actually creating their own toxicity because they're suppressing all of this, all these issues that they're holding. So yeah, it's, um, it's a very interesting tool with, different depths yeah it's funny that you said that because I was just thinking like I know people that are so miserable like so miserable in their lives and when you see their Instagram it's like you know they just bought a new Merc or they've just bought a new Louis Vuitton bag or something like that and they seem so happy and you know there's people in relationships that I know for a fact they're not happy but they'll post like happy one year baby and they'll be you know like you're full of shit (laughs) yeah and it it, it makes me kind of sad because I'm like you don't need validation maybe work on your relationship before you start putting it out and that's why I keep my relationship so private is because of these things you know and and I don't want people to think that there's there's a there is an expectation of how a relationship should be. It's definitely not what you see on Instagram. Sometimes I wonder, do these people argue? They don't look like they argue, but in reality, everyone argues. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got issues. So I think that that's the thing. It's like a facade. So people, of course, they're not going to post their sad times where they're crying you know, in their bed or whatever. They're just going to post the happy moments, and people just need to realize that it's not all you know, lollipops and rainbows. Yeah, totally. Touching on relationships, I guess, what does love mean to you? Love means, wow, and you know what? I've only just recently found this out. Love means friendship, just being a best friend to someone. Because you can love so many people, right? And obviously, there's one person that you're in love with. But if you're specifically just talking about love, it's just being a good friend to someone, you know, someone that they can just, someone can go to you and they don't feel judged. They feel like a, it's a safe space and um, where they can just let loose without any opinions or any anything like that. Comforting that person. I think that's really important. Love is friendship, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Have you 
have you always been like a relationship kind of person or have you been single a lot or funnily enough no I am not a relationship person I guess I wasn't a relationship person I was straight after high school and I I I learned a very valuable lesson at a very young age. Um, and because I, I think I've seen on YouTube as well you, that you were not engaged, but you got proposed to. I is did. This the same guy? I did get proposed to. Yes, it is the same guy. Um, yeah, he. <laughs> you know what? At the time, it was such a dark place, but I learned so much. And then after that, I did date around a little bit because I lost faith in men. Um, and then I realized, yeah, there are a few good guys out there, but I just wasn't re- ready to settle, you know. Um, I did a lot of traveling and that sort of thing, and I was so happy being single. And then with the relationship that I'm in now, that sort of just came out of nowhere. And I guess all the best they things always do. Yeah, all the best things happen like that. And um, you know, he he's been a friend of mine for a long time. And the great thing with us, it's more of a partnership rather than having to rely on each other for things. There's no attachment because if there was that attachment, it would become toxic. So, of course, I'm attached in a, in a sense yeah. and I rely on him on some things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's more just like having a best friend with you at all times. And that's, that's the best part about it. Mm, that's... Like, I feel like I forget that that is what a... Like, I don't know. I feel like I just have this weird Cinderella story <laughs> concept of a relationship. Um, I've been single for a very long time. I just haven't... I just don't think... Like, I know there's nothing wrong with me. I just feel like I'm picking the wrong men yeah. that aren't worthy of, worthy of me. But, um, yeah, like, I just... I don't know. I feel like the friendship stuff comes when you're married. Like, that's just how I've always thought. But, like, it's yeah. nice, like, to know that um, I guess it kind of should start that way from the start. Oh, 100%. If they can be a good friend, they'll even they'll be an even better lover. That's how yeah. I see it. Um, and, you know, for me, like, I, I put men to the test. And I think that's really important. So um, <laughs> it's, it's just the little things that they do. It's not the big things, you know. I think people get too... Um, caught up in the really big things where it's like, is he marriage material? Is he, uh, is he going to be a good father? Me. Yeah, and, and it's like, it's good to think like that. If you want something long-term, like obviously that's logical, but it's just the little things like, you know, pulling your, pulling, uh, your chair out or, you know, just opening the, your car door, just little gestures that just mean so much. Like, you know, they'll just put their hand on your back or, you know, one thing that my uh, boyfriend does, he'll just give me like a reassuring smile in a social setting. Um, and that will just make, that will just make my day. Like, I know he's there, we're good, you know, and even when we first started dating, it was just that he never took me to anywhere extravagant. We, we just did picnic in Woodcroft Lake. Like, it wasn't anything extravagant, but those are the little things which I still look back to. And that was a better moment than 360 dining in the Centerpoint Tower. You know? Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, yeah, and I think that's, like, some... I feel like back to the whole social media thing, I think we keep going back to it, but... Um, like people do these grand things sometimes so they can do an Instagram photo. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I think it's really good that you're keeping your relationship like separate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good on you. 
do you have anything that you want to talk about or ask me? Um, I just wanted to ask you, um, what what made you start your podcast? <laughs> what what got you into this? Okay, so I get bored very easily. <laughs> Um, I don't like having nothing to do. Yeah. Um, and I started it because, so I originally started the Instagram, um, losing and finding things. Um, and then I was writing on a blog because I love to write. Right. And no one was reading my blog. I Mm -hmm. see stats. Yeah. I was sharing. No one was reading. And I'm like, I'm literally wasting, like, at that point in time, I was spending an hour and a half to two hours commuting to work, working, and then commuting back. And then I would come home, have an hour an hour and a half to myself to get ready, like, for sleep, and then get up early in the morning, go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So, like, my travel time was the time I had to work on it. But, um, yeah, like, I knew I wanted to share with the world and... I do love to write, so that was something I was, yeah, I was, that was how I was giving out information, through the Instagram and through the blog. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I don't know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And usually they're all centred around health and well-being and I don't know what, I just was like, I should just, like, I was, I think I was sitting on the idea for so long and I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. And then I bought a microphone and then I recorded the one episode and then life just got in the way and I'm like, no, I actually like want to do something of this. Like this is a goal of mine is to, you know, get even one episode in the top 100 this year. Like that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. And I know that everyone like at this point listens to like my podcast is like someone that knows me and I like... I don't know. I just wanted to, I want to share what's on my mind. I want to speak to other people about what's on their mind. And, um, yeah, I just want to share as much as I can. And I feel like a podcast is a good way. And that's how people are consuming information. And hundred percent at this point in time, like who knows what it's going to be like. I feel like YouTube, I was watching so much YouTube. I still watch a lot of YouTube, but I was watching so much YouTube, like two, three, four years ago, like makeup was a huge thing at one point. And then it went to, now it's in like the health and wellbeing space and daily, daily vlogging. Like these are all the information, um, like media, all the mediums, that's what I'm looking for is like circulating. Yes. Um, and I feel like podcasts, um, people actually listen to it and you can listen to them anywhere. Like, you can listen to them when you're at work oh, 100%. or on a walk. And um, Yeah, I mean, even if you're driving, you can just pop them, like, pop, put it in your speaker yeah. or on your earphones or something and, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, I love what <laughs> you're you doing. I love... No, this is something I wanted to actually talk to you about. The DJing. I never... In school, <laughs> I never pictured you as a DJ. And I'm so proud of you. That you can get up there in front of so many people and do and, and I've seen how energetic you are when you're up there. I'm like, damn, this girl is like going for it. So I yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm so proud of you for doing that. That's pretty bloody Thank awesome. Thank you. It's um it just kinda like, yeah, fell into place. I'll I'll do like a long story short. Yeah. Um, so because I don't know if you know, but um so la- I think it was like last year. They had this, like, DJ competition, Your Shot. Yeah. And I saw the ad for it, and I just signed up, like, whatever. 
And I wasn't going to go on the day, like to the interview. And then one of my mates that was doing it as well, he was like, no, let's go, let's go. I'm like, okay. And then it all happened like pretty quick. Like you knew that night if you got in, right. there was like a thousand applicants, a hundred got in and I'm like, holy shit. And I got in and then you went and did your press photos the next day. You learned how to DJ over six weeks. Mm -hmm. um, it was like a three hour class once a week. And then you all performed um, on the same day. And um, it was it was pretty surreal because I ended up um, like the top 10 ticket sellers because like that was what it was based on. The top 10 ticket sellers got to pick their set, set time. Wow. And then I was one of them and I was like, oh wow. my goodness. What is happening? Yeah. yeah. And um, I just kind of kept rolling with it. Like that's literally the whole experience. I'm just rolling with that's it. That's amazing. And I'm working hard on it and yep. I love performing. I feel like even in high school, like I was such a performer, like yep. at school and like even when I was school captain, I feel like I've always been good with public speaking and yep. I feel like that's why I definitely see that in you. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's why it's not hard for me to get up there. Like sometimes I'm so nervous before a gig, but like once I'm up there, You're I'm home. like, I'm all good. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a process, but I'm loving it. I'm I'm so excited to just see where it takes me, and I feel like not having that expectation is so important. Yeah, just just roll with it. Yeah, see see where it goes. Yeah. One final question. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess what is your dream? Like, what's the dream life? What's career? Like, where do you want to live? My do you believe dream, in manifesting? I believe so hard in manifesting good and bad. Um, yeah. you know, so. My dream, I would say, is to get those subscribers on YouTube. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right, for everyone on YouTube or, you know, doing music or podcasts like yourself, um, is to get those subscribers and spread that message that you're trying to spread um, at a bigger audience. So mm -hmm. that, that would be my dream. And obviously, to for your channel to become monetized as well, it's great that you can make money off YouTube nowadays. Um, so that that would be my dream, and and the the fact that I can do that from anywhere, any country, I don't have to worry about, um, you know, a set job in Sydney. I mean, I'm a traveler, so I will go anywhere and everywhere, and the the dream is to be able to work from anywhere. You know, I don't have a dream where it's like, I mean, obviously it's in it's in my dream somewhere, but you know, to have a massive house and all that, but. At the moment, it's the freedom and not settling for a nine-to-five job that makes me miserable. Some people are great at it. Some people are great at nine-to-five. I am definitely not one of those people. And just, just to be able to have that freedom and the financial freedom as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, I feel like the big dream for me, like, I would want to be an international DJ because I could travel the world. Exactly. Like, that is the dream. And get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I'm totally with you on that. And that's the amazing thing with our generation, that that's acceptable. Like, not socially acceptable, but, like, that's a normal thing, like, to not be, um, like, to freelance your life, yeah, really. exactly. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up here. Thank you so much for coming as my first guest. No, you're welcome. I actually love this. It's so good. I'm so it glad was, you had me. Yeah, it was so good. Um... So, yes, please follow Aisha on YouTube, Instagram. Is that pretty much it? Yeah, so my YouTube is just Aisha Ram and my Instagram is Aisha underscore R. Yep. 
Okay, amazing. Um, yes, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. It was so fun having this chat with Aisha, and I feel like this was like a mini catch-up yes, as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that was good. Um, make sure to follow to to uh, make sure to follow this um podcast as well. Um, share it on your feed if you feel inclined and yes hope you enjoyed it and also don't forget to follow the losing and finding things instagram thank you so much thank you